if you put in the work, if you put your head down and you um, identify what is your objective and why you're in this industry, what are you in it for? The the bar, you know, there is no bar, right? It, it, the ceiling is limitless. And so go for it, work hard, uh, make sure you surround yourself with great mentors and um, and you'll certainly be another success story to our industry. Hello, and welcome to the Elevator Careers podcast, sponsored by the Allred Group. I am your host, Matt Allred. In this podcast, we talk to the people whose lives and careers are dedicated to the vertical transportation industry to inform and share lessons learned, building upon the foundation of those who have gone before to inspire the next generation of Elevator Careers. Today, our guest is Victor Rosario, Chief Executive Officer of United Vertical Group and co-founder of United Cabs in New York City. Victor started in the industry while still in college and found that he has both a knack and a passion for the industry. Victor's passion drives him to continually improve and to go above and beyond to create customers for life. Victor, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great. Uh, great to see you again. I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. And and uh, so thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So let's let's start at the beginning. And I'm just curious, what what brought you into the elevator industry in the first place? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, it was interesting. I, I was uh, in college and uh, working my high school job still at a supermarket, probably like many of, of your listeners. And uh, I had my brother-in-law that was running a, uh, a cab company at that time. Okay. Uh, I was dating his sister and I got introduced to him and then he pulled me in. He wanted for me to uh, do purchasing. Uh, which was a phenomenal start for me in the industry because it's one of the few ways you can quickly learn many aspects of of my particular niche uh, in manufacturing cabs and components. And so that's pretty much how I got started was through family. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that happens quite a bit, as we know, in the elevator industry. So purchasing, were you working directly with customers or was it more just kind of, hey, read read this print or read this, this uh, PO or how did that work? Yeah, uh, you know, it was basically your, the procurement department for that particular organization, which was a startup within itself. And, uh, you know, my, my brother-in-law and, and co-founder uh, ended up uh, rising through the ranks, uh, got a, a managerial position here to, to run the operation, manufacturing operation for the firm. And uh, it was literally uh, creating that operation from the ground up. And so I was one of his first hires uh, in him growing that that department and um, he uh, brought me in to just solely do procurement. So I was in touch with, you know, mostly vendors at that time. I had to break down uh, different drawings, sets of drawings to identify what materials, what sizes, et cetera. And uh, like I said earlier, it was, it was a phenomenal way to really dig in and, and, uh, and learn the industry. Sounds like a little bit of a trial by fire, just kind of learning parts from, from a drawing and you, you probably quickly learned how it all comes together and, and what's, what's important, right? Yeah, I was a quick learner, but I, I really have to give it to, to him and, and the supporting cast at that time, because, you know, we were all in, in, in a communal office, essentially it was one office for uh, him, myself and, and our uh, project manager at the time. And it was, you know, he had, uh, I had easy access to him and just reaching out and saying, Hey, what's this? And, how would you go about that? So he, he was really a great, great teacher. And, and uh, ultimately, it's, I believe, why we we uh, function so well as partners as well. 
That's cool. So how how long did you do that job or did you kind of bounce back out? And I mean, I think you said you were going to school and at the time it, it probably didn't think uh, you probably didn't think you would land there very long. Yeah. You know what? Um, I, I got to say that it, it was super exciting for me to uh, get involved with what I saw immediately as, as soon as I got in as a growing company. And so uh, I was I was going to college and I was going through some family stuff. My, my father, unfortunately, uh, had passed away recently. And so I was trying to find my own path. And I, I was there for about a year and a half, almost two. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I ended up leaving. I had some run-ins with, with uh, ownership at that time there. But uh, the way life has it, you know, it, it kind of turned me into a, a different organization, a different path, entirely different industry which really spurred my entrepreneurial spirit. Um, working with this other company outside of this industry kind of showed me the path to what my passion was, which is ultimately how I full circle came back into the industry, but more so um, uh, as, as a future owner of, uh, of a company. Very cool. How, how long were you outside the industry before you came back in? I'm going to say uh, I left when I was about 21. And I came back in about 25. So about four years, I was in the financial services uh, industry, uh, you know, in different areas. And then uh, unfortunately, when 08, 07, 08 uh, happened, uh, the financial crisis, um, my brother-in-law had already started uh, and partnered up with someone else to start their own venture. Mm-hmm. And he brought me in because he thought I would be good for sales at that time. So here we go again, right? He loops me back in. <laughs> And uh, long story short, uh, in 2010, uh, things weren't working out with that partnership. But, you know, we, we had cemented uh, a pretty good brand and, and um, notoriety in the industry. And so him and I ventured out and, and founded United Cabs. Very cool. Very cool. So and, and that time you've, you've come to stay, correct? You uh, after that little short detour? Yeah, absolutely. Now it's, you know, we. Uh, we have about 13, we're going on our 13th year uh, as an organization. I mean, who would have said it? I was uh, about 26 going on 27 uh, at that time. So, you know, um, about to hit 40. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, it sounds, it sounds uh, like I am younger uh, in the spectrum of things, but at the same time uh, it's been 13 years, you know, so uh, a, a little bit over a decade and, you know, it, it's uh, it's been such a fun ride. Um, there's no, to me, there's no greater industry um, to be able to strap your boots, uh, put in the work, learn your craft, uh, and then you'll see where this takes you. And so, I think myself, my brother-in-law, we're, we're a true testament of that. Yeah, that's cool. Tell me more about that. When you said this industry, what is it about the elevator industry that that captures your your love, your attention? Yeah, you know, aside from the product, uh, we're obviously on the aesthetic side of, of the business. Um, I always say to a lot of the potential clients and even contractors that sub us that, you know, as important as putting up rails or, uh, you know, getting that motor going and, and wiring up your controller, how important those things obviously are to the function of our vertical transportation. The end user experiences it through the aesthetics. And so they judge that installation or that modernization through aesthetics. So uh, it's such a major part 
of um, of our industry. It's 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 really at the end of the day what most projects are judged by. So I think that fuels fuels us uh, firstly uh, to be able to go ahead and bring value there. But I also believe that uh, this industry is really a testament to the American the American dream. You know, uh, my background is one where I, I I'm a first generation immigrant along with my parents. Right. I was born in, in the Caribbean and come from very, very humble beginnings. And so uh, from, you know, coming over uh, with my parents and being instilled those those true values of hard work through them and then uh, landing in this industry with um, with the mentality of your worth, uh, what you put in sure. um, certainly speaks volumes to now what we've been able to accomplish through, you know, through, through that approach. And so um, I think that's where uh, through those, those two items, I think that's where the, the love and passion for this industry comes from. That's beautiful. I, I'm glad you said that because I, I agree the, you know, the American dream is, you know, I, I hear at times, Oh, it's to buy a home. No, it's really to, to be your own boss. Right. I mean, that's why, that's why people come to America and you've, and you've done that, right. You've kind of created your own, which is awesome. Yeah, it, you know, in, in a way, I know a lot of your listeners are if either uh, owners themselves or they're, uh, they're entrepreneurs themselves, or they could be working for, for one, right? But I, I think that the opportunity, not just uh, on whether you are an entrepreneur or not uh, in this industry, is, is more than that. I think it's the fact that you're able to grow to your fullest potential sure. without a lot of the, the red tape, potentially, that you may find in other industries. And so uh, that's where my love and my passion to bring, you know, value and, and leave some given legacy behind is what drives me and I believe drives my organization. So we want to give back. We want to give back to to the industry that's given us an opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah. I was talking to a friend just this morning who started as a mechanic and, and worked his way up and he's building his own business. And and I, I I see that a lot in this industry. And I having worked in other industries, I I see to your point, you know, there's seems to be more, more hurdles, you know, but here it seems like, no, you learn it, you work hard, you know, your stuff and you can do it. Absolutely. And yeah. That's uh that's a beautiful thing for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of other professionals, uh, you know, the industries, they, they may tout that for theirs, but you know, I think it's, it's tried and proven here. Um, so many, you know, stories that you've covered of individuals that say the same and, I think throughout anybody that that comes in, they um, they leave with that at a minimum. If if they happen to leave the industry, I think they leave with the fact knowing that hey, you know, it might have not worked out for me, but if I I've seen and I and I know of those that truly were passionate about it and how they were able to grow um, from within. So I, I think that's uh, that's a beautiful thing for us. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome, and I I do I do think it gets it gets in people's blood. And maybe it is maybe it's that dream. Maybe it's uh the the relationships and it's probably a little bit of both, right? I there's there's so many aspects. Yeah, you know, it's funny, right? I think a running joke is usually, you know, once you get into the elevator industry, there's no going back, right? It's, <laughs> you, you usually turn into a lifer. And so <laughs> so many of these uh long-term relationships that uh I hold within the industry are from individuals that were lifers and those were the ones that groomed me and 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 grew my my uh, my core uh, team or you know came into the industry at the same time that I did and now we're, we're all lifers so uh 
Yeah. Something to be said about that. Yeah, it's, it, it is. It's a, it's a special place. And I think that's one of the big reasons I like to, to talk to, to people like yourself, people who work in this industry, because having worked in other industries, it, I don't find the camaraderie. I don't find the, the, just the lifelong friendships, even if you're at a different company, you know, I can still call so-and-so 20 years later. Right. That to me is, is always, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just inspiring and, and kind of unheard of in my previous experience. Yeah. You know, it, it, I always joke with folks, which is, you know, it truly is such a large industry. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's so small when you uh, speak to the relationships that are built and because you have so many lifers, quote unquote, uh, it, it ends up being a, a smaller industry than the eye that meets the eye. Right. Because mm-hmm. you have all these lifers that uh, are around for decades and, and sometimes generations. And so uh, it, it feels like, hey, we, we've we've seen each other before. Or we, we've known each other for many, you know, for many, many years. And so. Uh, it's not as transient as as others, and therefore it it, it feels that uh, mo- much more cohesive. I believe. True, true. One, you probably know a lot of the same people, so you can you can strike up a conversation pretty easy. That's Absolutely. awesome. Well, that's how we met, right? So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so looking forward, um, what what do you see your your company providing that uh, you know gets you out of bed every day and inspires you to to continue? Yeah, you know, going back to uh, what I said earlier about uh, this passion to uh, create value and, and leave a legacy in the industry, um, you know, we we went from founding 13 years ago, uh, you know, that little engine that could within the industry, specifically within the tri-state area, as a cab manufacturer, and uh, now we've we we have essentially uh, three organizations: uh, United Cabs, United Vertical Group, primarily, and uh, United Metals. Uh, United Cabs, United Metals uh, are manufacturers. United Vertical Group really is the legacy company in my eyes. Uh, although newly created, it is the one that is uh, in, in in our efforts going to create the most value. So in, in the near future, our, our eyes are set on bringing forth a new way of conducting business with our specific niche uh, as a supplier, where United Vertical Group uh, represents uh, manufacturing firms. Uh, we've we started off obviously with the two that are within within our own here, and um, we're looking to bring that that business model across the U.S. And so we're super excited uh, as we're bringing in new technologies. Uh, we've introduced them already to the industry in the form of VR, um, you know, virtual reality, where you're able to put on some goggles or even on uh, as a 3D view. On your computer, you're, you're capable of diving into your your, your future perspective uh, design or, or elevator interior. Uh, this quarter, we're bringing out our our entrance configurator, where you're going to go sales to quote to production in a matter okay. of uh, a few clicks of a of a mouse. And so we're we're super pumped about all that. And and um, you know, as an independent manufacturer, um, you know that doesn't necessarily have either uh, public or, or uh, venture capitalist money behind it. We're super excited about what we've been able to do on the tech side and uh, how we're, we're uh, going, going to change that for many other independent manufacturers throughout the U.S. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like certainly technology-wise, there's a lot to be excited about. How, uh, so is it, is it other manufacturers that you're, you're approaching then as like a, in a partnership or, or maybe you like to say representing them? 
Yeah, so yeah, locally, obviously, United Cabs, United Metals is being represented by UVG for the local New York market. But, um, you know, uh, soon enough, we are looking to represent other manufacturers in, in other areas of the country uh, for their respective region. And so uh, UVG take care of the sales prospect, uh, process, uh, project management process, and the engineering process. And so we're bringing forth all these tools where it's not just a, a kept uh, uh, arms secret within our little um, uh, our little dynamic here, but we want to be able to bring that uh, forth throughout the whole U.S. No, it sounds uh, sounds great. I mean, obviously a a very different uh, take on on something I guess that I've seen before, but uh, certainly creative way to to yeah to help others at the same time. Yeah, right. I mean, um, you know, so often uh, the take is hey, let me create something that's of great value and is legacy making and keep it from within. Uh, but how do you create the biggest impact? How do you, how do you uh, give back in the biggest ways is by being collaborative. And so uh, we have, you know, we've created this business model that is a win-win in our eyes for all. And uh, at the same time allows us to be able to go ahead and bring forth uh, all this hard effort and uh, ingenuity that we've brought to the table and uh, and give back to the entire industry. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, and, and probably get a lot nicer uh, cabs in certain areas that, that maybe they didn't have access to some of the tools. Yeah. That, you know, that'd be phenomenal. You know, all the time uh, I, I get comments on many of our posts on LinkedIn and, and social media about, Hey, I, I want to be able to, you know, one day bring this design or, execute this design down here in some given area where you know potentially their only options are to go with modular concepts okay so for us it's going to be phenomenal when we get to see and and, uh, and empower other areas of the country that have been limited to modular concepts whether they now can be catered to in a, a custom way just like many of the big cities very cool i i did see a, a post from loreen just i think it was just yesterday and i was like wow that's uh that's amazing, right? What yeah, we're very do. fortunate to have great craftsmen. Uh, we're very fortunate to have just an incredible team of passionate individuals. And we're very fortunate to be given opportunities by our, our entire clientele base to execute on, on some phenomenal, phenomenal uh, designs. And so uh, we're, we're blessed that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying it feels like you're... Uh, you know, you're, you're driving up the bar, you're uh, raising the bar <laughs> like in the industry. So. Yeah. like to think so. Very cool. Very cool. So um, what would you say to, I don't know, just some advice. I mean, if you could, I don't know, wave your magic wand or, or share some, some wisdom with our listeners, what would it be? Yeah. I mean, for, uh, for those that are uh, newcomers to the industry, all I can say is um, welcome. And congratulations, right? You you've landed in, a, in an industry that is so accommodating, that is full of unbelievable people, so many different uh, unbelievable organizations. And so, if you put in the work, if you put your head down and you um, identify what is your objective and why you're in this industry, what are you in it for? The the bar, you know, there is no bar, right? It, it, the ceiling is limitless. And so, go for it. Work hard. Uh, make sure you surround yourself with great mentors and um, and you'll certainly be another success story to our industry. 
And, uh, you know, for my fellow entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners, um, you know, once again, I, I thank many of them for uh, being around and, and creating a foundation to allow a first generation immigrant to come in and, um, you know, uh, a dropout from college, um, being able to have the opportunity to go ahead and build the business that we've been able to build to date and help so many different families that have contributed here and certainly looking to give back to this industry. Very cool. Very cool. What, uh, I guess, you know, we're, we're running short on time, but uh, I guess the question I want to end with is um, what, what, what are some, uh, I don't know, potential pitfalls that you see p- people sometimes get into that maybe, you know, hinder their, their opportunity to, to really succeed in this industry? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think for those that now consider themselves lifers, um, they may give you all sorts of uh, different answers to that that may be very technical. Uh, but I think that uh, the biggest pitfall is not having a long-term view, you know, um, especially for many that maybe come from a different industry. I think obviously those that see this as a ripe opportunity of an industry, their, their, you know, their initial uh, views are very long-term. But for those that come in uh, from elsewhere, the biggest pitfall is to think that they're going to come in here, uh, be surrounded with the culture that we just described and think that you're going to have a uh, immediate win now um, or, uh, you know, trying to uh, create shortcuts. You know, you create shortcuts by the, the type of effort that you put in. And so don't fall into the mentality of uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and do it faster uh, with less resources than someone, you know, who's, who's been proven. I think you put your head down, you you understand that this is long term, it's going to take a lot of effort and you do the work. And if you do the work, you know, the the fruits, you'll bear of the fruits of this industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear you say, you know, commit to it, right? Jump in, commit to it and and the the fruits will come, but don't expect them to to just land in your lap day one. 100%. 100%. That, that is the biggest mistake I think you could potentially make within the industry. Awesome. Awesome. Victor, thank you for being on today. I, it's a, a privilege to talk to you as always. And I wish you the best as you continue to build your business. Thank you for the opportunity, Matt. Good luck to you as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Elevator Careers podcast, sponsored by the Allred Group, a leader in elevator industry recruiting. You can check us out online at elevatorcareers.net. Please subscribe and until next time, stay safe.